Welcome to Being Professional English Podcasts, podcast number 65, How to Avoid the Sickness of Managers, and I am so looking forward to this podcast. Let's get started, shall we? Well, hello and welcome. And as I said, I'm really looking forward to this podcast. It's something which I feel very strongly about, and it is something which I feel that I need to try to explain. It's not particularly easy to to get this message across, and that's why, in, in one way, I'm using quite strong language by calling it a sickness to begin with. So let's get straight into our podcast. Three points that I have for you today. The first one is following on from last week's podcast where I talked about avoiding errors, especially for people who are using English as their second language in the international workplace, which is something which, again, I feel very passionate about to overcome some of the disadvantages that um, that we have in that sense. I say we because I don't use English as my second language, although some of you might think so given how bad it is, but I'm when I use my uh, Italian in a, in a second language in the, in the workplace. The second point is I'm going to define exactly what is this sickness of managers, this managerial sickness that I'm talking about. And in the last bit, I'm going to talk about how to reach the balance, because it is a balance between two, two sides. And that's what I'm going to try to explain. Okay, avoid, avoiding errors, leading on from last week's podcast. Last week I, I touched upon a subject which is, which is very important for me, the disadvantage of non-native speakers of English in the workplace, and in particular if they happen to be managers. Because not having fluency in a language, in a role as a manager where one of your primary considerations is how you communicate to the people who work for you, beneath you, for you, whatever you want to use, your team basically. If you don't have the fluency in the language, you're at a significant disadvantage. And so everything that I do in BPIE has really been aimed towards trying to offset those disadvantages with techniques to make you as effective as possible, rather than trying to improve your English. Because I think most of the people who are listening to this podcast have a level of English of roughly intermediate level, or or B1, they call it. Um, And so at that level, your English is sufficient, in my opinion, to communicate pretty much everything you want to do in the international workplace. However, it's not going to be the same as if you were mother tongue, obviously. So all I've done in BPIE is try to offset that with with helping you become extremely effective. Or at the very least, as effective as you are in your, your mother tongue language. Now, last week, one method of doing that was, as I said, to become highly productive. Uh, and I spoke about the system that I use, which is called OmniFocus. And let me... Disclaimer: I'm not getting any money from from OmniFocus to to, to publicise their product. Absolutely zero. Uh, 
and also how to effectively manage your calendar. If you remember, I spoke about trying to achieve any meetings between 12 and 2 o'clock so as to leave you a block of time in the morning between 9 and 12 and then another block of time in the afternoon between 2 and 5 where you can actually get things done. You know, it's not going to work like that every day because you can't control every meeting you go to and when you can go to it and there are things you going, you have to do and it, it, it takes away from time. But you, you have to at least have that template of what you're trying to aim at for your, your calendar management because your time is the most precious resource you have and we've spoken about that in past and not you know i'm not just me who's spoken about people far more important far more um prestigious than i am uh, have 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 spoken about this at length and it's quite obvious time is your most precious resource so last week i helped with with being productive and managing your calendar and this week this podcast speaks about another way for you to become an exceptional manager and this podcast this week is more helping you to avoid something and therefore becoming exceptional. As I said, BPI in the past has explained quite a many things. We, we've spoken about being effective using many tools. We've gone through BPIE um, uh, meetings, presenting, telephoning, all the usual sort of basic skills you see in BPIE tools. We've gone through in coaching where we've spoken about um, priority management We've spoken about delegating, feedback, getting good relationships with your people, finding the time if you happen to be a, a C-level, an executive level um, manager, finding the time to think about the strategy of your company, which is one of your roles, obviously. Um, as I said, delegating, thinking big, the vision. Now, my concern is that some managers have taken this a little bit too far because what I've spoken about here are very specific tools and in a sense a little bit cold. Uh, I mean a screwdriver and a hammer are quite cold. These are techniques I've spoken about which can be are very actionable. They are actions, very specific actions that you can take. But if you take them too far then you almost can become what I'm going to talk about, which is this sickness. What is the sickness exactly? Let me try to explain it in describing what you may think is a very perfect and effective plan. First of all, you're a C-level executive. You're maybe you're the founder of the company, the CEO. You're sitting down. You've listened to all the BPIE podcasts and all the various other podcasts out there to help you, and you've done a lot of coaching courses and so on and so forth. So you're sitting down there, and you manage to find the time to imagine an idea for the company, a vision of the future of the company. With that idea, you define a strategy, the implementation of it, you break down the strategy into chunks or projects. You delegate these projects to the people in the company. You apply milestones to check upon the progress of the project. Project, sorry. And then at the very end, you celebrate the finishing of the project. Now, 
to pretty much all of you who are listening to that, you're thinking, well, that, that seems an extremely effective and professional way to go about the role of a CEO or an executive level um, manager, or indeed any other type of manager, basically. And you'll think, well, what's wrong with that? Well, the problem is that I have seen in many managers what I'm terming is the sickness, which is that believing that having an idea and giving it to someone else, delegating, is all they need to do. And just checking to make sure that people hold on to the deadlines. You know, this sort of hands-off approach to what they're doing. And it's a sickness because it begins to give the impression within the company that you're disinterested in what's going on, that you are almost robotic in what is happening. And this is an extremely easy trap to fall into if you're using English as a second language and you've been listening to BPIE over the last uh, two or three years because you're using all these techniques that I've mentioned to you and you're highly effective in doing it, but you can risk giving the impression of being disinterested. And it's a sickness. Now, of course, I've described the people and I've described them in a generous light. Uh, you know, the people who are trying to be highly effective and just go too far. There's another group of managers who basically just do not give a shit. I mean, I, I'm sorry to use that language, but they don't. It's a sickness they had. They think of having an idea, giving it to someone else and let them get on with it is all they need to do. And if a manager, and particularly a C-level manager, does that, the company will fail. Sooner or later, it will fail. It's a sickness and disease. And I want the people who listen to this podcast not to fall into that trap or not to be that type of person. But you're probably listening to me and thinking, OK, Mark, that's great, but you're now telling me to throw away everything I've, that you've taught me over the last two and a half years. And that's not true. I'm not asking you to forget about it all. I'm not asking you to become ineffective. I'm not asking you either to micromanage because this doesn't mean you, you, know, you get involved in the, what the people are doing that you delegated to every five minutes. I've spoken about delegating. There are lots of podcasts on it. You can go onto the, the website or iTunes and find them out and find them. No, I'm not talking about that. Nor am I saying that you can offset that by the milestones because you can check every week what's going on. The sickness is the other extreme to everything that we've spoken. It's sort of, you've gone along the progress of becoming highly effective and you've basically just gone a bit too far. You've listened to the podcast about being friendly but not friends and all that sort of stuff. And the danger is that it, you, you, uh, you're becoming a little bit detached. Again, I'm talking about showing people in a good light. As I said, there are some managers who just do not care and they are like that. And that is a real sickness that they have. 
The problem with my advice I'm going to give you is that, um, well, not the problem, but the thing is, with BPIE, I've always tried to give you advice which is actionable. You know, which you can do this, this, and this, and this step, and if you do these, you arrive at this outcome. So things that you can do, which is, for example, when we've spoken about team building and raising morale, I haven't try to suggest you try to raise morale by having these dinners and events and parties and uh, trips abroad with uh, you know the group and so on and so forth. I've tried to work on achieving and focusing on results by having better relationships, by giving, by talking to people constantly about their performance, by educating them and by giving them more to do with delegating which all lead to higher results, which will bring the team together and raise morale. Because that's actionable. So where am I here going to tell you, in trying to avoid the sickness of managers, this terrible sickness that I've seen in, in, in quite a few managers recently, what's the actionable offset? And there are two. The first one is to be intensely passionate about what you are doing as a manager. And that is actionable because it's a choice. Do you remember when we spoke about in the past, when we spoke about when you would greet someone, say, um, you know, good morning, how are you? The comment, how are you, can be said in two ways. It can be said in... A way which is, well, that's just a phrase, a group of words which I use and I say, how are you? Or you can really authentically want to know how the person is. And the human, the human character, the human body, psychic, is very, very acutely aware of the differences between those two approaches. It comes back from when we had to you know, face dangerous animals in the in the forests and we'd have to judge very carefully what the animal's intentions were to eat us or not. And so that the human um, the human animal is very, very good at perceiving the differences between those two. So when you say, how are you as a manager, the person you're saying to will know whether you really do want to know. So and that is a choice. You can say, how are you, and not give a damn. Or you can say, how are you, and want to know what the person, how the person is and how their family is. And that's a choice. And so is being intensely passionate in what you are doing. It is a choice. I completely believe it's a choice. And if you say it's impossible, I can't be passionate about, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think of, I mean, you're in a job where you just can't be passionate about it, you can't be passionate about the product, then you are in the wrong job, especially if you happen to be a manager, and, and, and especially if you're executive level manager, where you have people below you, which depend upon this type of input and passion to carry on. I mean, if your boss is is not passionate about what he's doing, why the hell should you be? So 
to avoid the sickness of managers, this disinterestness, this thinking that having an idea and giving it to someone is all you've got to do is to be passionate about it, which doesn't mean you have to micromanage. It just means any time that you get involved in talking about the project, which could be at these milestones, right? You don't have to change the frequency of the milestones. They could be the same. But when you're involved in that, to convey your passion for it. The second method is... What are you actually going to be passionate about? And what you're going to be passionate about is the final product or service or outcome of what you're doing. And therefore, the customer experience. Those things are all that matter. Your passion could be about... No, not could be... Your passion must be, your intense passion must be about the final consumer experience of the product, service or project. Now, if you're a B2B company and you're, you're doing a project which is a series of many projects which are going to lead to something at the end where the company will sell on and you're in the middle, your final customer will be the next team that take on uh, the, 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 the finality of what you've done in your project, right? So everyone has a final customer. And that's where your passion has got to be. Right? You can be highly effective with people, okay? What I mean is you delegate excellently. You give great feedback, always talking to people about their performance. You get good relationships. And this is all being very effective. We've spoken about this in BPIE. But now I'm talking to you about the passion. And I'm not saying be passionate about the people. Okay? I'm saying be passionate about the final product or service or the customer experience from those things that come out of what you are doing or what your team are doing. That's what counts. Because all the effective stuff I've spoken about covers your relationship with your people. Here I'm talking about covering the relationship you have with what you achieve. And you've got to be passionate about what you achieve. And that passion will fall down to other people. And without that passion, you have the sickness of managers, which I detest. Especially if they happen to be earning more money as well, which I just, it's just not good. That's what you want to go. And that's why I'm talking to you guys about this, because... Uh, if you're using English sorry, as a second language and your disadvantages from that point of view, you can overcome it by being highly effective, highly productive. You can also overcome it about being passionate about what you are producing, the final result. It's possible. It's a choice. OK, thanks for listening. Slightly shorter than usual, only about 19, 20 minutes, this, uh, this podcast. I hope I've been able to convey my passion for this particular topic uh, because it's terrible. I know what it's like to work for a boss that's not passionate in the output. I know what it's like to, uh, to, to work in a company where that passion doesn't exist. And that's just not good. And I hope 
that in doing this podcast, I've sort of offset a little bit of the impression I may have given through the few through the last few years of trying to be too robotic in the effectiveness of what I of the actionable things I've told you to do. Sickness of managers, don't fall into that trap. Be intensely passionate about the final product or service or customer experience about what you and your team are doing and convey it. Thank you very much. I look forward to speaking to you very soon. Bye-bye.